This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's up, everybody? How about that royalty-free music? Again, one of these days, I'm going to get an original in there. But hey, you know, there's only so much time. Appreciate you joining me once again for Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben. If you're not already, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes. Rate, review us, and all that we would really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Have a fun show today, as you see from the title of the episode, North by Northwest with Colin Mockery. Colin Mockery, man, I've been watching him for years. Uh, whose line is it anyway? Y'all remember that show, but guess what? It's still on. You can check it out on Fridays on the CW and we have a great conversation about the Hitchcock classic. He's a very cool guy, very nice guy who's gracious with his time. Really appreciated him coming on. And I'm going to say this right off the bat again. I'm a fact checker, so you guys can't do it before you even hear it. Guess what? I said Grace Kelly was in Vertigo. I meant Rear Window. Get over it. You know, it's... A blonde, a blonde lady is in Hitchcock films. I, I misspoke. Get over it. But you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it soon. So here we go. Here's my conversation on North by Northwest with Colin Mockery. to the movie and bada bing bada I don't know if you know anything about improv or not but you know you just kind of go with the flow okay I'm gonna write this down yeah if you could yeah just so you remember <laughs> oh man hi how you been um you know pretty you know you hate to say you're pretty good during a pandemic but it's actually been nice for me to be at home for a little while yeah it's been like 18 years of constantly being on the road so it's it's been nice yeah, I'm. Sh- I mean, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like it's a pandemic. Do I say I'm good? I I totally understand that. Me and my wife were just talking about that. Actually, it's like, yeah, it's you know, bad things are going on, but it is yeah, it is are. pretty nice to. But there have been know. some good things. I mean, yeah, it's still really crappy. But <laughs> a little bit, there, a little bit. There has been some. Po- I've learned so much about myself. And yeah, isn't that really positive? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's been all it's been all good. Yeah, that's good. What have you learned? What's one thing you've learned? I thought that I would never be able to retire because uh, I thought I would go insane. Yeah, I um, I thought, oh, <laughs> it's been however eight months. I mean, I have been doing shows virtually, which it's different. Uh, but I think I could handle. I, I certainly can handle doing shows 
sitting down in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I've, I've learned too. It's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm closer to people now. I, I zoom them. I talk to them more often than I did before this. So that's a, that's a positive out of this, you know, it's Big positive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, have you guys, uh, filmed whose line since the pandemic? The last time we filmed was 2019. Uh, oh, and since wow. then we've been renewed twice. <laughs> Because they have so many extra episodes. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, because I know it's on. Your publicist said said it was you know starting back this month. uh, Already started. Um, So yeah, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh wow, it's filming. But I guess you guys have a bunch on the back burner. So yeah, every year they they shoot a lot more than they use. So yeah, I'm sure there's stuff from the '90s. (laughs) I bet. Do you guys film multiple in a day? Uh, we shoot for like four hours. Oh, wow. Um, it's two weekends. Oh. I hate telling people, yeah, this is my job. I work really hard for two weekends, <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> you know, it's like those firefighters, you know, they they work for, you know, three, three, yeah. three straight days, and then they're off for a week or two. It's like, come on. Like, too easy. Gee, too yeah. easy. Yeah, way too easy. Uh, but one thing I did want to ask, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, I got this little podcast myself. I uh, uh, some, sometimes I feel like I have off nights, you know, or off. I'm I'm just off my game. I'm not I'm not feeling it. I mean, mm-hmm. do you, do you have any advice for that? I mean, I mean, have you had that with doing no, the I've, show? I've never had it, but I've seen the others I work with. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> you see, the beauty uh, from my perspective. It, in my job, if I'm not on top of things, then that's then up to the other guys to start doing something, and I will support them wholeheartedly. You seem to be by yourself. I am. How'd you know? That makes it a little more difficult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, I, I do have a co. Uh, like what did I call him the other day? I called him my uh, estranged co-host. He shows up when he wants, so it's my show essentially. But yeah, it, being by yourself, yeah, it definitely. Make you should have um, a friend to call just in case if you're not feeling yeah. it, just have someone you can loop in right away and make them work. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll write that down as well as well we're, we're all taking notes here. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I know you're from well, you, you were born in Scotland. Is that correct? That is, that, is correct. Is, is, OK. And but you grew up in Canada, right? I did. Yeah. OK. Yeah, we. Uh, emigrated when I was six. Hmm. I um. Yeah, because I'm I'm from Detroit, Canada Junior. Uh, mm-hmm. So are you are you a hockey guy? I am a hockey guy. Yeah. Who's your team? Well, it has to be Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm living. But um, I'm also a uh, you know because Toronto uh, generally sucks and never makes it through the playoffs. <laughs> I, I become just a. I watch the hockey. I enjoy right. the hockey. And Detroit has given me um, many um, fond memories over the years. And I, I, I met Gordie Howe once, and it was really? just, yeah, it was lovely. Nice. Yeah, it that's was, uh, yeah something. Yeah, I, I, that's that's great. I mean, I, Steve, I, I grew up in the Steve Eiserman era and everything, so uh, he 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 was my hero. Still is. We got him as a GM again. So yeah, uh, he's back. He's back, baby. We still suck, but he's back. Um, well, it's just, it's a you know it's a long process. I mean, you had a 
a bunch of good years. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah that's the past. You know, I want I'm in Toronto. So let me just say, I'm in Toronto. Sixty-seven was the last year we can really talk about with pride. Okay, okay, all right. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I, I I do like Toronto. You know, it's uh, yeah, I I do root for you guys. Out of all the Canadian teams, I, I'd oh, like to see you. you guys do it. So um, I appreciate your pity. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, we're obviously here. Uh, you, your uh, publicist had sent me a few movies, um, and I could not decide. Um, so I put a poll on Twitter, and the fans decided on Hitchcock's North by Northwest, uh, which is obviously a classic from 1959. Um, what? Uh, so first, you know, we're gonna get into this movie a little, talk some details about it. Uh, what? Um, why this movie? Is this your favorite Hitchcock movie? I assume that it was on the list. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I, I love Hitchcock and I love, um, I think it was like the first movie I remember seeing um, as a kid, like one of the Sunday afternoon movies and just fell in love with it. And it's still one of those, you know, I've seen it a lot, but if I'm, you know, switching the channels and it's on, I just kind of, no matter where it, where it is in the, the story, I have to stop and, and keep watching it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely one of those because I mean, it has so much in it, too. Like, it has, you know, it has comedy, mystery, um, you know, all that, you know, the spy, the spy thriller yeah. type. People refer to it as the first James Bond movie because it has kind of all the elements of a Bond movie that's kind of, except. For the secret agent part. <laughs> but yeah. Aside from that, uh, yeah. And like, only sleeping with one woman. Yeah. But aside just, from that. Aside from that, exactly. <laughs> and and he doesn't know he's James Bond, you know, in, no. the, in the James Bond movies. He he, he knows it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, certainly, you know, one that... Uh, yeah, it just keeps you engaged the whole time. You know, it's I think it was like it's like two hours, five minutes or something, yeah. and just flies by. You know, uh, first of all, I mean, Cary Grant, he's just. I, <laughs> I, I, I know. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not gay, but <laughs> that man, he's just uh, gorgeous, and I've yeah. loved him in everything he's ever been in. Um, there's a movie called, of which I'm sure you know. Um, called His Girl Friday, mm -hmm. which is one of the best kind of screwball comedies um, and such a fast pace. It's just nonstop dialogue. Right. And it, he's amazing in it. He's amazing in everything. There's been maybe two movies where I thought, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> you're still, you're Cary Grant. Yeah. If I had to choose, you'd, you'd be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, I think he was nominated uh, for uh, his girl Friday. I'm uh, I think he got nominated for, um, Oh no, he didn't get nominated for that. Yeah. Trivia. Okay. What, did, what did he get nominated for? It was the one where he played a Cockney. It was him and Ethel Barrymore. None but, but none but the lonely, lonely part. Yes, very good. Yeah. Best actor in a leading role, nominated, and also three years earlier. Winning? Yep, that's the one. So look at you, Mister oh. Movie, Mister Movie Buff over here. <laughs> oh, when I was in college, there were some friends who were movie nerds, and we would have nights where we just try. We would do this game where you'd pick. Um, 
two different actors um, and try to figure out what movie they were from. And you try to make it as obscure as possible. Yeah, I didn't date much in uh, college, (laughs) so I had to find something to do. Hey, man, that's, you know, it's it's how you have fun, you know. It's not about, you know, dating and all that. No. It's, you know. Connecting on Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, about the, you know, the the real problems in the world, you know. What film did this actor star in, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what matters. Um, and uh, I, this movie also, um, which I forgot she was in On the Waterfront. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, Eva, Eva Marie Singh. Yep, exactly. And yeah, she is terrific in this movie. I think they actually wanted, or the studio wanted, Sophia Loren. Oh, I did not know that. Also very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Either way, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think there was a conflict. I think that was the thing. Or she didn't want to do it, one of those. Yeah. But, yeah. Even Marie, once you see her in it, you can't really. Oh, no, definitely. And the, you go from Vertigo the year before with Grace Kelly and then and then this film. It's like, uh, I think uh, I think Hitchcock has a type. Um, but, you know. How, how can you how can you blame them? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, the, like we said, you know, it is uh, essentially like we said, like you said, it was uh, people kind of regarded it as the first James Bond movie. You know, obviously it wasn't, but it kind of seemed like that first spy type movie. Um, and it all starts with a little mistaken identity, a little mistaken yeah. identity. You know, you got this. uh the, I I, I want to say uh, I I don't know this to be fact, but Mad Men I'm, I, they had to have you know looked at this movie a little to for for some uh, influence. But um, he's he's on Madison Avenue as an ad man, um, you know, telling his his uh, secretary you know to send his mom flowers, all this, and uh, he he gets uh, mistaken for someone because he 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 calls for the waiter at the wrong time. You see this waiter calling out, uh, uh, what, uh, Kaplan, George Kaplan. George Kaplan, yes. Yep. And, uh, Cary Grant just wants to sell a tell, you know, uh, uh, send a telegram and it just happens to be evil guys there. Yep. Just happens, you know, just happens to be. And, you know, Hitchcock does the pan, the zoom in, you know, right there. And it's just like, uh oh, this guy's in trouble. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love how subtle it is because, you know, you have to almost rewind it to figure out, like, why, why do they think that he's this, you know, Kaplan guy? Um, yeah. so yeah, just great, great subtlety. Um, what, uh, obviously, uh, Hitchcock does a lot of cameos in his own movies. Mm-hmm. Well, how'd you, how'd you feel about his cameo in this movie? I thought, you know, it was what I liked about it was it was out of the way. <laughs> so yeah. I, I never thought, okay, well, it happens just uh, bef- kind of at the end of the credits where he uh, yeah uh, m- misses the bus. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of his longest, uh, I think, sort of cameos. Gets a little laugh, and then we're yeah, on to the movie. So exactly. that was good. Yeah, to me, yeah, it almost seemed like uh, less subtle than the others. You know, it, it just seemed oh, yeah. like, yeah, it was just like, oh, yep, there he is. Especially because it says directed by Alfred Hitchcock. And then boom, he pops up on the screen like, like it's I think a, he had a bit of an ego. I think yeah, we can safely say yeah, that. A little bit, a little bit. It was almost like a '90s sitcom opening. Like, oh, I didn't get on the bus, you know, and yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no. Uh, He's he gets mistaken for these guys. They take him with a gun, and he's you know goes to this uh, t- Townsend's house. He's like, okay, I know their name. Goes to this uh, this mansion, 
and uh, he, he meets, which we eventually find out is Philip Van Dam, uh, played by James Mason. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, it's yeah. the it, father of John Claude Van Dam. It's a small, nobody knows that. Yeah, that's a that's a fun fun little factoid. It's yeah. uh, yeah, all the facts it, don't have to be true on this show, do they? Uh, well, that is a true fact. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, he's based off the father of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, and uh, it, it, I'm, I'm all over the place right now, but Martin Lando's also in this film, which is a very young Martin Lando. Um, well, it's very, and, uh, there's very uh, homoerotic undertones. That's what I read. I Because um, I, I watched it, you know, before the show, you know, I hadn't seen it in quite a few years. Um, and yeah, I didn't... Uh, uh, I, I I guess I never put that uh, together before. Yeah, I mean it was certainly not, nothing I put together as a young person watching. Right. It. Yeah. <laughs> the years went on. I thought, oh, he seems to really like his boss. Yeah. A little. Yeah. It's like okay. Huh. In a in a different way than a than a henchman typically does in these movies. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like sexually, they got away with a lot in this movie. Like they just kind of. Um, Walk the line, like the last shot of the movie could not be more sexual. Yes, that's yes. I, I would, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah. So we can, you know, uh, I meant to say this before, but yeah, we can just go on tangents. We can go all over the place. But yeah, I did. Obviously, as a younger person watching this too, which I should have uh, uh, put together. But yeah, the the train going into the tunnel, just yeah. as uh, you know, they're about to consummate their subtle. It's very subtle. subtle, very subtle. It's uh, I was like, wow, and I and Hitchcock even admitted it. Uh, I guess when I was doing some research yeah. here, uh, he even admitted, yeah, you yeah, know, that was meant. Uh, the train was meant to be phallic, and uh, there's there was, uh, I think there was one line that they had to. And actually, if you watch the movie, you can see they've dubbed it in, where she says, um, "I can't remember what the actual." I think they changed it to, um, "I never love." on a full stomach or something. And the actual line was, I never make love on a full stomach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He does say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. You're right. And okay. I didn't know they, that was dubbed over. Interesting. They, uh, in 59. Oh, I got all kinds of useless facts. I love it. I love it. That's what, uh, that's what you're here for, for all the facts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It's, uh, yeah, I did, I did not know that, uh, that that was dubbed in. Yeah. In 59, you, you, you can't say things like that, but you can have a train going to a train going very fast. (laughs) Oh, it was, fast <laughs> it was a long time coming um but yeah so um and this is yeah this this movie is all about mistaken identity uh that's essentially the the main uh theme in this movie so he gets uh talking to van damme and you know he keeps saying like i'm not this george kaplan i'm not this george kaplan and van damme's just like Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're this person. Okay. Yeah, like he he totally doesn't believe him. Um, which, you know, it's understandable if he I, truly was. Those are the but, things that always um fill me with fear. Yeah. Like yeah. there was something like what he put his hand up when somebody was asking for George, and based on that, right, they figure that he is this guy, and they're going to kill him. Right. Yeah, just this oh, yeah. one and one tiny you, mistake. Yeah, and what do you, you said, no, I'm not him. Well, we saw you put your hand up. Um, 
They're going to have yeah. to kill you. No, I don't care what identification you show me, you know. Well, what, obviously, uh, you're a spy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're trained for this. So, yeah, that is quite terrifying to know that just a single turnaround with your finger up and you could be a dead man uh, for yeah. that. So uh, that's why I'm careful in every restaurant I go in uh, now. Um, if I think someone's waving at me, I don't wave back. Um, even if they truly are waving at me, I don't wave back because you never know. In, don't, no. When yeah. we were shooting Who's Line in, um, <laughs> in Britain, uh, the hotel we stayed in, was a very, it was a very nice British hotel, and they had this bar. And um, if you got a call, people would come in and go, uh, um, Mr. Whoever. Every time Ryan Stiles would leave before me, he would make them come in and go, uh, message for Dr. Mockery, message for Dr. Mockery. And I kept thinking, if something happens, if somebody has a heart attack or something, right. they're going to come to me. And I just go, I'm, no, I'm a funny guy. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh, very funny, doctor. Yes, uh, we know your play. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's a, a tight, uh, yeah, that he, 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 he he's got to be hand. careful with that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> did you, did you get, do you remember doing any, uh, uh, lines from North by Northwest in whose line ever? Do you, do you remember ever bringing that into your I comedy <laughs> or any Hitchcock for that matter? I know you've done oh, hundreds yeah. and hundreds I, I think of we, shows. You know, <laughs> uh, at times we've had to do Hitchcock sort of styles, yeah. but I think we usually go with like the birds or yeah. psycho. <laughs> the um, obvious ones. Although, I mean, although this is a great movie and there are a, a lot of quotable lines, they're not lines that are sort of out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it, and like I said, it's it's full of comedy, and, and I was I was me and my wife were watching it uh, last night for the show. Like uh, we were cracking up during it. Like I was just like genuinely laughing. You know, it seemed yeah. like a co- comedy at moments, and it's but yeah, it's not uh, it's not on the uh, what is that called the zeitgeist? It's not on the yeah. you know the uh, zeitgeist. It's because that's you know psycho like you said the birds even vertigo um rear window like those i think have more people recognize yeah. that more um you know you see i think everyone recognizes the the running from the train shot or not train running from the plane yeah. shot but you know i don't think they really associate that with with hitchcock um no. well, but yeah, I yeah. more people discover it because i i, I yeah. truly think it is his best and it is like one of the best movies ever yeah best movie ever from colin mockery there you go um <laughs> uh but yeah but yeah it's uh you know they they uh not drug him they alcohol him alcohol him yeah <laughs> yep they, they, that's the saying that's how <laughs> you, again why not just shoot him and get rid of the body <laughs> that's what i kept wondering i was i i, I was saying like wh- why are they coming up with these elaborate things to kill him like wh- why not just kill him like well, oh you know it's got to look like he crashed yeah oh, it's no, a time-honored tradition that <laughs> villains come up with some convoluted scheme to kill <laughs> their enemies rather than the simplest method right and and that's what i i love about movies too especially the ones you love you can pick them apart like this you know like you can oh, tease them yeah. <laughs> it's like a family member you can tease them but if someone else teases them it's like no no I, i'm family i can i can tease them you know whereas you know it's kind of like that with this movie it's like you, oh yeah you can... there's many things where you go hmm okay but still it's incredibly entertaining it yeah. beautiful to look at 
you know, beautiful cast, sparkling chemistry. Right. What else do you need? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it was just like, well, yeah, you need to kill him with a plane. You need to uh, make a, make him seem like he, he crashed, uh, tr- throw a knife at him, which I don't know if it was aimed at him or Lester. Um, but uh, <laughs> but and then he's just standing there with a knife like, uh, <laughs> it's almost comical in that sense too. It's just like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> and no one saw yeah. this guy throw the knife. Um, uh, was that because was that Martin Lando's character who threw it? Or was that just another henchman? I think. Oh, I think it was the other henchman, like the yeah. kind of big blondie. Yeah, who laughs in the elevator with his mother. <laughs> oh right, yes. <laughs> Are these the men trying to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, that that scene, there's one of those moments. That woman playing Cary Grant's mother is six years older than him. Oh wow, yeah, that's <laughs> that's it's 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 yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> he almost he almost turned it down because he felt yeah, he the, was too old for the part because right. he was fifty five when he made this. But, oh yeah, that's you know, yeah. Especially to be at fifty-five is everyone else at thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like man, I'm not looking forward to what I look like then. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's I it's actually crazy. now at this age when I'm watching is I'm watching him run. I go, oh, my God, how can how can you do that <laughs> without without stopping, <laughs> taking your breath and rubbing something on your knees? Right. <laughs> I uh well it's, it's actually speaking of the run um you know he's he, uh running throughout the movie you know not comically but just not really urgent or anything but when the when the plane scene comes along there's a tonal shift in the movie and that's kind of when things get a little bit more serious because you know the first half of the movie is kind of you know it's it's fun Trying yeah. to kill someone through alcohol. Exactly. Serious. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, they hold it and hold. What do they hold his nose down and force down the bourbon? I don't know. We we didn't see that part. They weren't allowed to show that in '59. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it's like now we're gonna use an air pl- a crop duster. Yeah. But th- this is the point where he's he's like, okay, this is the moment now. This is uh, I'm either dead, like I have to fight for my life now, or I have to just just lay down. Like I have to this is where I have to choose what I'm going to do. It seems, you know, then this is like I said, where, where the, the tone of the movie kind of shifts. And this is where his character becomes to, you know, take it more serious at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I love what Hitch, it's genius Hitchcock right there. Um, but yeah, it's just, a uh, that crop duster scene. I just love, you know, love that. I mean, it's, you know, after all the train stuff, we can get into that if you want. But yeah. uh, um, Eva, just a wide Eva. shot of like him standing on the road, and then the yeah. guy on the other side. Yes, <laughs> and the use of the silence is great. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Just it's silent, you know, because the rest of the movie, like there was music, and you know, it was it was loud. Uh, but yeah, this yeah, it's just silent. Just you know, he's waiting for this George, this quote unquote George Kaplan to show up, um, which uh, he doesn't. But yeah, that that wide shot of him being there, it's totally isolated, and he's just 
But yeah, everything gets sinister. You're right. Everything gets sinister from then on. Yeah, like yeah. Even when he crosses the road to talk to the guy who's there to see if he's and he's not, but it, it it still has that. What's going? What's happening? What's going to happen? Right. Yeah. Definitely. And that's uh, Hitchcock suspense for you. And he's yeah. just so great at that. Like he and he takes his time with it. Like he doesn't rush the scene. It's just uh, I think just perfectly timed and yeah, just wonderful. And did you notice this? In almost every scene, Cary Grant is on the left side of the screen. Interesting. What do you think that... Uh, I don't know. I, if anyone yeah. else would say, oh, well, that's his good side. It's Cary Grant. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All he is is good sides. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had no idea why it is, but it's, it's someone pointed it out. It's like... Oh, yeah, he is mostly on the left side. Interesting. I don't know oh. if it's because I think with the other actors. Or- yeah, that's uh, that's I, I did not know that. That's uh, there's got to be some significance there. Yeah. Um, uh, my brain. Oh, your listeners out there. These are little things you can look for now. Exactly. They're Please tweet at us. Being entertained, but yeah. Being- befuddled (laughs) (laughs) befuddled is right um yeah tell us why carrie grant is on the left side of the screen most of the movie um even you know the even the train comes in from the left at the end yeah yeah i guess i don't know (laughs) so you know there's there is that um but there must be be, there may be some Really yeah. twisted Hitchcock reason. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, but I did want to ask you this. Do you think um, knowing that there was uh, no, no George Kaplan uh, should have been saved for the for when Cary Grant finds out there's no George Kaplan? Because uh, I was thinking that last night. I was like, I wonder if they would if we as an audience didn't know there was no George Kaplan and we found out with. Uh, Roger Thornhill, Cary Grant. Um, If that would have been more effective or if that would have been just too confusing and people would have just checked out by that, you know? I was wondering about that. Well, I don't know. Because I don't know how important the plot is in this movie. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. And it's kind of, it's almost kind of based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Um, In World War II, the Brits had um, invented a uh, secret agent. Um, and I can't remember for what reason, but it somehow worked for them. They, they made a movie called The Man Who Never Was. Oh, okay. And someone told Hitchcock this story, and he thought, oh, that would be interesting, having someone being mistaken for someone who doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in, in, almost like, uh, you know, essentially Roger becomes him. You know, he becomes... Yeah. He becomes... He becomes no- yeah, he such a romantic um secret agent name. <laughs> right? Kaplan, George Kaplan. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> um yeah, but yeah, I mean he essentially becomes no one. You know, it's yeah. in a sense, you know, he he becomes no one and uh you know, he's he's just uh he's being chased by by the police by not I think by the FBI essentially. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a unique, uh, premise too. Yeah. Just, uh, him trying to figure out how he can clear his name and, and all that. Um, I love when he gets to the, the hotel again with, uh, Kendall, um, and, 
you know, she's like surprised to see him. He's like, oh, you're surprised, huh? I just love how he played that, um, played that out. Uh, I thought that was just masterfully done. You know, yeah. it was just like... you. you he really, I, I, I know <laughs> it sounds like I'm in love with Cary Grant, but believe me, I just admire him. I think he was really <laughs> underrated as an actor. Yeah. Mainly because I think... Um, it always seemed like he was being himself, mm-hmm. which can be very difficult to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he was it, so effortless and so charming. And I, I don't think anyone ever came close to him in like, like comedy roles. He was uh, uh, amazing. But yeah. In, his, in the Hitchcock movies, he's, he's excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, he, he, he does a little everything gets to play drunk gets to play, you know, the comedic performance gets to play the uh, action star, you know, he gets to kind yeah. of play it all. And yeah, you're right. It is effortless. And um, yeah, there just, were other, um, apparently other options to him playing the part. Really? Uh, the like, studio wanted Gregory Peck. Oh, okay. But Hitchcock felt he was too wooden. And um, yeah. Hitchcock had told Jimmy Stewart the story of the movie, and Jimmy Stewart really wanted to do it. But Hitchcock really wanted Cary Grant, but he didn't want to hurt um, Jimmy Stewart's feelings. So he waited till he was shooting uh, another movie, Anatomy of a Murder. And then oh. he offered them the part, and he said, well, <laughs> I can't do it. I, 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 I. <laughs> <laughs> Worst James Stewart impression ever. <laughs> was, I knew who you were doing. As soon as God bless you. Oh man, yeah, that's. But it's hard to imagine anyone else doing it. Although I guess if somebody had done and done well, but yeah, Carrie yeah, is so perfect for it. That's yeah, that's crazy. I I mean. I, I'm sure it would have been high regarded with Jimmy Stewart too, but yeah, I mean, I think Cary Grant, you know, obviously it's been, you know, 60, uh, 50, 60, you know, it's, it's been a lot of years a since, bunch of uh, years, yeah. <laughs> since always uh, go with a bunch of years, Yeah, but a bunch of years instead of trying to do the math. Um, and yeah, just obviously you can't imagine Jimmy Stewart doing it, but you, you look at Jimmy Stewart movies and you're like, you can't imagine someone else doing it. So it's like, yeah, exactly. you know, it, it probably would have worked out either way, but still, yeah, I'm so glad, uh, Carrie, Carrie Grant got this. Um, and yeah, because he he does accidentally, and that <laughs> love that auction scene when he uh, yeah. when he when he tracks down Eve, you know, at at the auction, and that's where she you know sees him with uh, with uh, Claude Van Damme's father, and it's uh, it's it's great because you know he gets to it's a little more more comedy again, you know, he keeps like betting on things yeah. or bidding on things, and you know it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's just it's great, and then when the cops finally get here, he's like, "I, I it's been what took you so long?" Like, it's so yeah. great. And yeah, there's just all these little comic bits, like the, and then in the back of the police car, there's a little bit of a comedy bit there. Yeah, and it starts to roll into the more serious stuff, getting the plot going again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because they 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 go from there, and that's when you know the cops are going to take him, and and then. Uh, the FBI says, turn around, bring him to us. And, uh, that's when, when Cary Grant finds out that there is no George Kaplan, there's no, you know, it's this, you know, they're just 
we've we've invented people in the past <laughs> you know we've created people uh in the past and we don't want this to be blown but uh you know uh and then we find out uh, this this is when the audience also gets a reveal is that Kendall is actually she she's not an actual FBI agent i think she's just an informant i yeah. believe yeah um so she's you know kind of helping them with uh with getting uh van dam um which yeah it's a a nice a nice reveal it uh, forces Carrie grant to to go along and, and and try to try to save her um and of course you know the final set piece would be on none other than mount rushmore you know yeah. Of course. Um, have you ever been to Mount Rushmore? Um, I haven't. Um, I- South Dakota, it is South Dakota, I think, is one of three states that we have never been to doing our show. Really? Yeah, what two is- Dakotas and Montana we've never been to. Wow. And I always think, why? Uh, why? <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I'd love to see uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like it's three more. Just let us do it, you know. Yeah. Why not? Come on, how hard can be? They have big cities there, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I I did see uh, Mount Rushmore when I was five years old. So you know, I've been there, and you've been to like did probably stay with you to stay with you the, the majesty of it all. Yeah, because my five year old me just really appreciated it. You know, I was yeah. just like in awe. Did now, you think but... it was a natural formation? <laughs> I I probably did. I you know it's uh, I I mainly remember it from the home videos, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it was just majestic, you know. Yeah, <laughs> from, that's a good from word my <laughs> no, I, I don't think my five year old brain uh, it couldn't care less. So you know, uh, I, I would like to visit it now though that I can appreciate that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, hey, someday you can still do it. You know, once yeah. we're allowed to go outside again. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, my wife doesn't allow me to go outside anyway, so, um, you know, it's just my punishment for just being, being me. But, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mount Rushmore, that's uh, <laughs> an apparent... I'm sure you already know this fact, but at one point, uh, Hitchcock wanted um, Cary Grant up Lincoln's nose... <laughs> And get a sneezing fit. Yes, <laughs> very clever, Hitchcock. Yeah. That's co- that's comedy one hundred and one, right there, Colin. It's, right? It's absolutely. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got this national monument and Cary Grant. What would be nat- more natural than putting him in Lincoln's nose, <laughs> having him sneeze? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were uh, against the people at the park were against that for some yeah. reason. Although I think they called the shooting script "The Man in Lincoln's Nose." Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's it's clever. It's clever. The man in Lincoln's nose, you yeah. know. It makes uh, me wonder. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and, and and apparently there's no real meaning to North by Northwest. Uh, you yeah, know, there's, there's no such direction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I read that uh, the. Um, he was supposed to start from New York and end up in Alaska. So it's like kind of, you know, he's going north and then gets more northwest. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that didn't didn't happen. Mount Rushmore was naturally uh, the place. Um, and, and another fun fact, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind has another famous monument, which is uh, Devil's Tower. On that same trip, uh, we went to the Mount Rushmore and then we also saw Devil's Tower. So I saw two movie sites oh, then. Okay. So. Yeah, uh, a lot of facts about uh, Ben from from Michigan, uh, which I'm, I live in Tampa now, by the way. So, uh, 
Right. No. Um, and who, who knows how these things affect you? I know. I know. For example, okay, here's in the um, Grand Central Station scene um, earlier on in the movie. Right. Uh, one of the onlookers watching the filming that day was George Romero. Really? Yeah. So you can see, you can actually see him? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I yes. don't know. But yeah. I do know he was there for sure. Wow. I don't know if he was actually in, but yeah. So wow. he was inspired to do zombie movies. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's insane. That, uh, yeah. yeah, he just he just happened to be there he that day. He happened to be there while they were filming. Wow, man. Uh well, I just happened to be at uh, South Dakota. I then wanted to watch this movie when I was older. And then, you know, I did a podcast. And now I'm co- talking to Colin Mockery. And, you know, here we are, you know. Who knows where life will take him? Yeah, who knows? And his enormous library he's got yeah. behind him, you know, so. It's just, this is the North by Northwest library. It's just uh, all facts about the movie. Oh, I didn't realize there'd be that many facts. Oh, yeah, I, there's more than you even could, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my little brain just couldn't couldn't take it but uh be you know <laughs> oh bad you're great you're great um <laughs> what, what, what do you think of this uh this last sequence you know the the you know you got carrie grant trying to save kendall uh you know she's uh supposed to fly away with van damme the fbi doesn't want uh carrie grant to get involved but he's like no i'm gonna i'm gonna i gotta save her you know, there's a, uh, oh, and here's another before that. Yeah. There's a to sort of solidify her in Van Damme's eye. They arrange it so that she appears to kill Cary Grant. Yes. Yep. Uh, she in a this crowded sort of cafeteria. She takes out a gun and shoots him. Yep. In the background, there's this kid. And five seconds before she shoots, he puts his hands up to his ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh my goodness. I um for some reason that sounds so familiar. I wonder if I looked that up one yeah. time. But yeah, uh, interesting. Okay, he's like, "Oh, I don't want to hear this. Uh, it's going to be loud." And uh so it's it's in the original like it's in the copy still, like it's in Oh, like, yeah, it's in the Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> wow. it's one of those things they missed. Yeah. So or... of course, um, you know, Martin Landau, who's in love with James Mason in the movie, finds out naturally. That it was yeah. all a ploy, and that's when they decide they're going to kill, kill her. Yep, yep, kill her. Yeah, because he he, you know, shoots the gun at uh, at Van Damme, and you know, he's proved Which, that it was as blanked. a flirting uh, technique rarely works. Yeah, yeah, you don't want you don't want to shoot off too soon. No, um, it's, it's just <laughs> that's common sense. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude, why at least wine and dine, you know, flirting one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> oh man yeah that's uh that landau i tell you he's uh he's something um <laughs> oh man i, I you, you see what you do to me I, I lost my train of thought how dare well, you well, guess. Uh, they're on uh, mount rushmore now they're There's on a, mount rushmore and the chase is on <laughs> the chase is on no there uh there was one more thing uh that when we were back uh she shoots him she shoots, uh, shoots oh that's what i wanted to say it reminded me i wonder if uh, the sting, you know, the not to spoil a movie from uh, fifty years ago, people, but uh, from the sting, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. Newman getting shot and and Redford getting shot, they didn't get shot. No, 
fun fact. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they got some uh, influence from that. Yeah, really. But, uh, stealing, well, steal from the best. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to steal, steal from the best. Yeah. Um, and uh, But one, one thing, though, too, we didn't mention was that w- one of the things they bid on had microfilm in it, which oh, had, yes. like, government secrets, uh, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> just just Everything micro- was on little microfilms. <laughs> exactly. And they were always being lost and stolen. You <laughs> thought, we got to come up with a better way. Right. Yeah, what's... <laughs> Man, technology. We, we we need to figure something out for this. Uh but 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 yeah, the microfilm and the little little statue guy. Um but uh but yeah, so Cary Grant gets to the house, he he uh gets up to the balcony, writes in a matchbook and throws it down, and it's like Why'd you if if you were planning on her getting it right away? Why'd you need to write a note? She would just look up and so see many where things it... don't make sense. You just accept it and go with it because it adds tension. Yeah, like ooh, is she going oh. to see the matchbook for some reason and open it and read it? Of course she is. Why wouldn't she? Um, yeah, and then Leonard picks it up, so everyone's like, "Oh no, oh no!" And he just puts it on the table, and that's where she sees the match book that says rot uh which stands for roger o thornhill the o stands for nothing uh, just a fun uh initials rot i wish i had a cool thing like that you know uh do you do, what, what's your middle initial hey i got cam oh that's better than mine right. mine's mine's bds bds that's, it does sound a bit like a disease. Yeah, <laughs> that's. It, it, I mean, yeah, my dad's always said that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I didn't uh, mean to happen, but uh, um, <laughs> just kidding. He this is a whole that. other podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Daddy problems with Ben, um, <laughs> and uh, no, he's great. He's if he's listening, Dad, I love you. Hi, Colin says hi. My hi. dad likes you too. So. Um, <laughs> um so yeah uh he throws the matchbook she she finds out he's in the room she wants to go in her get her earrings um but uh but you know they're insisting she gets on the plane and uh they see a car driving up as the plane goes on and she runs for the car, gets to the car somehow, and then a gate is locked. Why not just plow through the gate with the car? Because then <laughs> They wouldn't have the chance to run up to Mount Rushmore, which they've been dying to see. Since exactly. That wasn't a critical question. That was me pointing out that we needed the set piece on yeah. Mount Rushmore, which, to be honest, it looked for a 1959, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty That's good. Pretty, yeah. um, you know, it's. Uh, you know, I, we we are spoiled now with the special effects of today. Um, so looking at it now, you could be like, eh, but you got to think of the time, you know, the time. It was just uh, brilliant. But, yeah, yeah, they decide they, the only way to go is is down uh, down the face of old presidents. And uh, yeah. there was also a, much earlier in the movie, there's a scene at the U.N., which they weren't allowed to film at. They did um, illegally. <laughs> Ooh. So Hitchcock, you know, Hitchcock had his uh, 
his wild side. Oh, wow. Look at that, man. What, like the, well, because I assume not the interior, the. Yeah, it was mostly yeah. the outside. They weren't allowed to do anything. So he yeah. had a secret camera and some guy just walking around with a long <laughs> waistcoat, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look suspicious in front of the UN, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but man, that's but crazy. Guessing, I had probably at that time, too, the um, recreation of uh, Mount Rushmore, I'm sure it cost a bit. Well, the the, the recre the um oh oh I'm sorry the so like modeling it and the modeling, I, yeah not the actual I was like wait they had the recre I was thinking like did they blow it up in they this remade movie? it like, yeah and moved it to the left so Cary Grant could be on it exactly no yeah you're right I mean it's uh, yeah I mean that's had to have been a big uh big cost back then that's for sure um and even uh you know a lot of the uh. uh overhead shots you know you could tell are like paintings like even uh, i think it might have been outside the un they do like an overhead shot and you can yeah. totally tell it's like painting but at the same time like i kind of like that like i kind of wish uh some films would do that now just as like a homage to you know the old yeah. ways they used to yeah. do it you know i think it'd be a nice little quirk quirky thing to do now um but uh but yeah they 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 rebuilt the whole around mount rushmore um <laughs> but yeah and i mean it's also like this he seemed to like filming people falling because yes. he does that a lot with his villains <laughs> right <laughs> where they fall from some height and the camera kind of follows them kind of halfway down right yeah no i mean i mean obviously you have you know vertigo which has a lot of falling in it um you know and uh yeah, yeah. Tour, the bad guy falls off of um statue of liberty another yeah yeah another national, national monument treasure yeah yeah exactly it's uh yeah, he must uh, have a have a thing for falling. You know, villains must pay the price by falling from great heights. You know, yeah, um, that's what makes them great. Yeah, the, the bad guys actually get punished. <laughs> exactly, but uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, climbing down Mount Rushmore is a is a metaphor for uh, you know just uh, sex. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think, I think this entire movie is just about sex. <laughs> sex, sex, and uh, Martin Landau is in love with his boss. So yeah. that's that's, that's pretty just much a little it. off. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a fun scene. Ultimately, you know, the Mount Rushmore. So the you got the plane scene and the Mount Rushmore scene. Great set pieces. You know, it's just it's it's fun. What what, what I take away from this movie is, uh, I mean, really, really isn't not much to analyze. You know, you could like yeah. you know dive dude like oh. It's about you know uh, mistaken identity and who am I and blah blah blah. But it's just a fun movie. It's just and as you say, it's like over two hours, but it just kind of zips by. There's no right. real lag points. Even when they're getting into um, you know plot points, there's all there's the charm of the leads, and there's always something else going on. And there's it's just also beautiful to look at. It's beautifully shot, and the score oh, absolutely. Is, is great too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, great score, and uh, yeah, yeah. It just it looks amazing, and I just love how they're uh, you know how they can preserve these films. I, I think it was on HBO Max. I watched it on last night, and whatever. I don't know if it was 4K or whatever, but it just looked terrific even today. Like just gorgeous. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's great. And then uh, and then yeah, him and uh, him and Kendall get married and. Uh, you know, they go through a train tunnel, you know, it's, it's, 
every every person's dream. Exactly. <laughs> Have a honeymoon on a train. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I, lo- I love one of it, uh, the, one of the lines that I took away from the movie. I'm just paraphrasing, but he says something like, "There's people that count on me. You know, my mother. You know, I got a lawyer and uh, two bartenders that count on me. I, I love that line. He's, he like says, you know, relevant people, and then he says, two bartenders downtown count, count on me. I love that line. And there's other, you know, great quotes of this movie, but uh, yeah, but yeah, no, that one stuck out to me. That's for sure. Um, yeah, there's, there's little in lines like um, at one point, I think it's James Mason says to Cary Grant, "You should be at the Actors Studio," which both. Martin Landau and Eva Marie Saint were at. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow, fun, fun little fact there. Again, another fact, another fact from Colin Mockery. Well, I just um, got that from back there somewhere. Oh, it was that book, that yeah. book right there. Okay, yeah, I figured it was going to be that book out of all the books. Uh, the blue, the blue one, the blue so, one. Yeah, it's actually North by Northwest. Uh, oh, well, isn't that uh, isn't that convenient? But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, were, were there any other uh, uh, scenes or anything you wanted to mention that we that we kind of glossed over? I, th- well, gee, I think we took all the big ones. The uh, of course the crop dusting. Oh yeah, the auction. Yeah, getting him drunk. Is there an evil? Sometimes I mix up my Hitchcock movies. Is there an <laughs> evil uh, housekeeper? Uh, well, she. Yeah, there's in, uh, in the uh, first in the house. The um, when they go back and they go, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get they get back and she's like posing as Townsend's wife. Uh, which Townsend later says is is dead, and you know she's posing as his wife. And yeah, you were supposed to take a cab home. What happened? You know, she's totally just you know corrupt. You know, like the rest of them. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> and no, and then a great movie. It's I highly yeah. if you've never seen it, carve out a couple of hours and just yeah. watch. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, uh, Hitchcock at his finest. And yeah, you, you can't go wrong with this. It's I'm looking at IMDb. It's rated 8.3. Uh, number, it's rated, uh, it's 103 out of all the IMDb movies. So it's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good out of the, uh, you know, what, a couple hundred movies there's been in history, I think. A couple hundred. I guess. I think it's yeah. like 321. Yeah, give or take, something like that. Um, but yeah, terrific film. Um, so yeah, appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Oh, my pleasure. Break it down. Uh, what? Uh, so so whose line is on? Is it on uh, weekly? Wait, wait, when when can we see who whose line? Oh, geez, is it anyway? You know I, I feel I should have these facts at my fingertips. It's all right. I can always say it at the you? outro. I so believe that? it's on Friday nights. At some time, if you can watch it, that would be great. For some reason, the CW doesn't feel it should advertise. Oh, I don't wow. think it really wants people to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, we've ended up being one of their top-rated shows, so please, well, good. Uh, it's you know, it's fun. We're older and slower, but wildier. Yeah. We're, that's a word. <laughs> no, I'll make it a word on uh, on this podcast. It'll be an Thank official you, word please on do this. That. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is anything else you got going on that you wanted to talk about? No, uh, oh, uh, I'm in a movie called Boys vs. Girls, which I believe is streaming everywhere. It's a fun sort of 80s camp movie. Okay. Um, and, what do you, yeah. Who do you play? I play the harried uh, head of the camp who has 
to tell uh, the boys and the girls that it's now become a co-ed camp that they're both really against. There you go. And, uh, Kevin McDonald from uh, Kids in the Hall is also in it. Uh, nice. Very funny. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have to check that out and have the audience check that out. But, uh, hey, it's been great talking with you, Colin. Nice talking to you, Ben. I hope your wife lets you get out a little more. I hope your issues with your dad all uh, work out. And uh, I hope you keep doing this because I think it's great you put spotlight on movies. Thanks again, Colin Mockery, for joining me on this fun episode talking Cary Grant, how gorgeous he is. That was fun. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a blast getting to know him a little bit more and hearing his thoughts on this movie, hearing all those fun facts. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. At Blockbuster Mentality is our Instagram page. That is where you're going to get all the updates on the show when new ones will release, when they do release, all that. We've got some exciting guests coming up. But yeah, that is it for us. For Colin, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Mm-hmm.